this woman ended up asleep on my office sofa? She was probably tired. Thank you for that riveting insight. What I want to know, Mr. Holiday, is how she got in the office in the first place. Now that is a good question, Susie. She got a letter with her address to Box 13. Maybe she came here to personally deliver it. Susie, my ad in the Star Times only says, Wanted, adventure, will go anywhere, do anything, write Box 13, Star Times. Sure, I know that, Mr. Holiday. That's how you get ideas for your novels and such. Then you know that I don't include my name in the ad. Yeah, that's why I always gotta go down to the Star Times to pick up your letters. Mm-hmm, because without my name or office address... You're autonomous. <sighs> no, Susie. Look, Mr. Holiday, she's waking up. Oh, dude. Did I pass out in the lobby of the Marriott again? Um, no. I promise I have a room. I must have lost my key card. I bet it's in the bar. No, wait. I gave it to the bartender. I think. Is he blonde? You are in Mr. Holiday's office. Oh, good. There's my hangover. Thank you so much for finding it for me. You are welcome. Uh, Susie, why don't you go file something, hmm? But there's nothing to file. You ain't had a letter for Box 13 in weeks. And you certainly ain't written that lately. Yes, thank you for reminding me. So there's nothing to do around here. Why don't you go get us some coffee? Oh, yeah. The canteen is sure to wake her up. Caffeine. Of course. I'll head down to the caffeine to buy her coffee. Thank you, Susie. Here, why don't you try and sit up, Miss Standish? Wait, this isn't the Marriott. It smells like old cigarettes and stale beer. <gasps> oh, God, I'm at a Holiday Inn. Well, I am Dan Holiday, and by the letter I found alongside your purse, you were looking for me. Letter? I'm in terrible trouble. Please come with me to room 718 of the Bradford Hotel. It's urgent. Signed, Madison Standish. Oh, yeah! Oh, yeah. What kind of trouble? We, uh, gotta go to my hotel. Okay, but I'd like to have an idea of what I'm walking into first. What time is it? Nearly ten. Then we better hurry. He's probably starting to turn. Who's... what? How long does it take for a body to start to go bad? Are we talking sausage link that fell under the stove or milk left out on a hot summer day? We should probably hurry. Oh, God. I hope he doesn't attract ants. 
Sorry you found me in your office this morning. When I saw this dude in my hotel room, I absolutely could not sleep here. Like after I walked in on my brother in the bathroom doing, you know, I used the guest bath until he went to college. Yeah, you still haven't told me how you discovered my name and office address. Look in the closet. And what exactly am I expecting to find? Ah, you've had a gentleman caller. Dang it! I forgot my coat was still hanging in there. Now it's going to have dead guy stink all over it. Can I assume this was the terrible trouble you mentioned in your letter? Oh, a corpse doesn't qualify as terrible trouble to you? Is your apartment over a slaughterhouse or something? No, I just meant... Because your coat does smell a little like boiled pig fat. I meant, is there anything else in addition to this dead man? Nope, just the one dead dude. So my follow-up question is, why did you come to me? Why didn't you go to the police? Okay, look. About a year ago, I woke up alongside a corpse and was arrested for his murder. I was totally set up, but the police didn't believe me, and George Valentine had to clear my name. Hey, you know he has the same premise as you? Ad in the newspaper, people write him to do stuff for them. Like every other idea hasn't already been done. True that. I don't think there's anything left on network TV but versions of law and order. Yes, well, back to the corpse. Okay, best I can tell, he's a white male, mid-40s, lives in Muncie, Indiana, and is named Michael O'Brien. How did you determine all that? Went through his wallet. Duh. Ah, but you forgot to include he was shot at close range. There are powder burns on his coat. I know. This is not my first murder. Thank you. Uh, yeah, you mentioned that. You've never seen this man before? Dude, he's middle-aged and from Indiana. What's the appeal? I still think we should call the police. You could go to jail just for hiding the body. No, 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 no. Again, no cops. I reached out to you for help. Here's my thoughts. You try to prove I actually did kill this dude... And when you get all the evidence and it shows I couldn't have killed him, then the cops won't be able to accuse me. I... I don't know. Maybe you didn't understand me. Hang on. I actually picked up an English to Noir dictionary. Ah, here we are. You need to try and prove I didn't rub him out. Ew! That means to kill somebody? It sounds like what I caught my brother doing. I would like to help you, Miss Standish, but this is a little outside of my department. Hey, if I've learned anything from these noir shows, you manly detective types always help young girls in distress. It's a major cliche and doesn't do much for the feminist movement, but right now, I'll take it. Well, all right. What do you want me to do? I want you to help me get rid of the body. Get rid of the body? Yeah, we get rid of the... stiff, and then we'll... blow so the cops don't... nail us. Okay, who wrote this book? Hugh Hefner. Miss Standish, where'd you go? Just a sec. You know where this hall linen closet is. I can't do this all myself. I had to go to the bathroom, okay? All this excitement made me have to pee. Why did you call me to do this? Why didn't you just call a bellhop? You were the one who advertised for adventure. Besides, if I got the bellboy to help me dispose of a dead body, I would have no idea how to figure the tip. This isn't adventure. It's a nightmare. The closet's just a little further down the hall. We'll stuff the... boob in there. Thank you, Hugh. You're not going to help me with them? Touch a dead body? Ew, no. I had to move my little sister's dead hamster before she got home from Girl Scouts, 
and that absolutely traumatized me. How did a dead hamster traumatize you? I killed it. I thought giving him chocolate-covered espresso beans would make him run faster on his wheel. And it did. Until he had a little hamster heart attack. <clears throat> Where is this closet? Oh, we passed it a couple doors down. Why didn't you say something? I was telling a story. That's just fantastic. Come on, drag him back. You should really hurry before we're spotted by the hotel... Dick. All right, I'm done with this book. <clears throat> Just tell me where the closet is before I pass it again. It's right here. I got the door. <clears throat> Stick him in there so he doesn't fall out when the door opens. <clears throat> I'd hate to scare the crap out of some poor maid just doing her minimum wage job. <clears throat> I think he's going to surprise whoever discovers him. Oh, that looks good. <clears throat> Throw a few towels on top of him. And we're done. I must be crazy. Now back to my room before anyone sees us. What's next in this little scheme of yours, Miss Standish? Don't be so formal. Call me Madison. Sorry. I'm not up on my Emily Post etiquette for body disposals. Now you've got to find out who killed Michael O'Brien. Who's that? Chill out. I got this. My name is Kling. Lieutenant. Homicide Bureau. What? Well, I know it's not a G-spot, man, because none of you guys can find it. I don't think in the 1940s you were even looking. Hello, Lieutenant. Holiday? Oh, you guys know each other? Sweet. Well, to finish the intros, I'm Madison Standish. Copper. Never mind the social chatter. I thought this was some kind of a gag. Now I'm sure of it. Holiday, just what are you trying to dream up? If I told you, Kling, you would never believe me. So, Flatfoot... What can I do for you? Holiday, what's with this broad? Broad? Oh, that's a good one. I'm going to write that one down. Where's she going? I believe to write that one down. Aha! Oh, I love that old-timey hotel rooms come with free stationery. Instead of modern hotel rooms that come with sheets covered in a decade's worth of sweat and semen. Now listen, some crackpot phoned with a tip that there was a dead man in this room. <laughs> crackpot? Keep them coming, Lieutenant. I'm going to write my own English to Noir dictionary. All right, look. I hoofed it all the way down here. I'm going to at least get a slant of the joint before I scram. Ah, oh, this is gold. Now, Lieutenant, listen I to don't need to hear nothing more coming out of your puss. Puss? Uh, that one's a little borderline. Look around to your heart's content, Lieutenant. Thanks for your permission. That's the closet. If it smells in there, it's because Dan lives over a slaughterhouse. Oh, move to a better neighborhood, Holiday. Ha ha. All right. It's clearly just as I suspected. I figured that call was the work of some would-be comic. But I had to investigate it just the same. Sure thing, gumshoe. Love the company you keep, Holiday. But Kling, listen. Goodbye, Miss Standish. So long, Holiday. Kling, wait. I want to go with you. Don't you got stories to write? Well, that was fun. Now let's solve this case. Hmm. I wonder how Kling found out about your surprise visitor. Okay, you got me. I called him when you were out in the hall. What in the world are you doing? Look, the cops... Oh, I mean... Elbows. Elbows? Eh, more often used as a reference to a police collar. Elbows don't have collars. You called the police and reported the dead body in your own hotel room? Yeah. I wanted to throw the lieutenant off the trail. Smart, right? 
Excuse me, sec. If smart means the complete opposite in your dictionary. Hello. Oh, you serious? Okay, that totes makes sense now. Nah, nah, I'm good here. Thanks. I knew it. What did you know? That was the front desk. I was supposed to get room 817, but I got 718 instead. Reminds me of the time I was working as a temp receptionist. It wasn't until lunch that I realized I was two floors down from the office I was assigned to. But by then, Jenny and Kristen had bought me a welcome cake, and we were all going out to do karaoke after work. So I just stayed. I had that job 18 months. Let's backtrack to the hotel room mix-up. Are you saying the person who killed Michael O'Brien meant to return here to remove the body? Nah, it doesn't sound reasonable. Maybe not, but guess who was supposed to have this room? Never mind. We're going to police headquarters. I said guess! I wish Susie would have returned with that coffee before I got suckered into this headache. Give up? It was Tony Bascari. Tony Bascari? He's the biggest racketeer in town. He's dynamite. Dynamite? Nah, that won't work. J.J. Walker ruined that one. Here, let me give you one. He's a bad mother. It's good, right? Because your brain naturally fills in the obvious last word. Come on, you all just did it. You are listening to Box 13. And here we have the bioswamp, where I have been carrying out some experiments on the egret. Is that why they're foaming at the mouth? Yes, that is what I tell these idiots. Whoa, (laughs) hang on there, Dr. Von Spoilermaker. You can't say that now. Why not? This is a trailer. You can't give new information in a trailer. (laughs) How very ridiculous. Trailers should be entirely new information. Is this going to be a storyline in Season 4? If not, you can't bring it up. Oh, give me a break. I was a temporary receptionist in Season 2, and now I'm an international spy, a goddess, and possibly a villain. Does it matter what we say? It won't stick. This is true. I am possibly two people, consecutively and or simultaneously. Continuity and logical progression are for the birds. And speaking of the birds... <sighs> it's season four of Oz 9, whether we like it or not. Now, back to Box 13. Two o'clock in the morning and I can't go to sleep. Oh, that Betty Blonde has me worried to death. She wouldn't go to police headquarters and when I went down and talked to Kling, he acted as though it was all a big joke and sent me on my way. Hello? It's Madison. I just went up to see Tony Biscari. You what? Madison, don't you know that's the worst thing you could have done? No. The worst thing I could have done was to break into Ryan Reynolds' hotel room when he wasn't there to try and steal his boxer briefs. Blake Lively is an absolute delight, by the way. We still exchange Christmas cards. What about Tony? Oh, I put the heat on him. Or at least I tried. But my curling iron had cooled down by the time I made it up to his room. Madison, uh, how are you even still alive? I accused him of killing that O'Brien dude. But of course, he's all, no, I didn't. So I'm like, yes, you did. And he's like, no, I didn't. And I'm all, yes, you did. Madison. So now I'm a tiny bit worried. Well, if I had just confronted Tony Biscari, I'd be a tiny bit worried, too. No, not because of that. Because when I got back, I realized someone had searched my room. Thankfully, they didn't find my stash. You should call the police. I don't want them to find my stash, either. 
I liked it better when I was spending my days in front of a typewriter suffering from writer's block. I need you! Come on, pin your diapers on and get over here! Pin my di- Madison, it's two in the a.m. Can you give me and the noir talk a break? <gasps> Somebody's trying to get in my room! Hang up! Quick, call the room clerk! Hurry! Madison! Madison, it's Dan Holiday. The clerk said she hadn't called the desk. I wonder... No, she would have screamed. Someone would have heard her. Heck, even when Madison is at a low whisper, she could be heard over a jet engine. It's open. Cleaned out completely. Well, Madison, no clothes, no nothing. Not even a piece of paper. Hey, what's this? A paper airplane like the ones I used to make at school. But why would she be making paper airplanes? It's Madison's English to Noir Dictionary. Wait, she wrote something here. They're taking me to the airport. I don't know the slang for airport, so just come to the damn airport. Well, at least there's no doubt Madison wrote the note. Keep the motor running. I'll be right back. around this hour of the night. There she is. And the man with her has his hand in his pocket. I don't think it's there because it's cold outside. What I need now is a little fast talk and a little faster action. Uh, Hood, Mug, Goon, (laughs) uh, Gunsel, Bruno. Bruno? Yeah, (laughs) Bruno. It means uh, a tough guy. Uh, An enforcer. Okay, I'll take over from here. Who are you? And what are you talking about? The doll! Mascari wants her back. Oh yeah! Doll! Like guys and dolls. There's also Dame. Mascari told me to put the skirt on a plane, and I'm doing it. Skirt. That's a good one. I mean, it doesn't apply because I'm wearing jeans, but good for my dictionary. Yeah, well, Mascari changed his mind. He wants her back. Then why didn't he call me? It just happened half an hour ago. Half an hour ago, I was still at the hotel. He's right. He only started kidnapping me like, I don't know, 20 minutes ago? But then you had to use a can. Right. So maybe more like 15. Regardless, I'm taking the babe back with me. Wait a minute. I'm going to call Tony first. You'll get him on the horn? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, now you're getting it. Go ahead. Call him, stupid. Get your ears burned off. Hey, who you calling, stupid? This ain't no lollipop I got in my pocket. Gun, rod, heat, bean shooter. Uh, nuts to this. Dude, you punched him. Uh, you really knocked his lights out. Come on, let's get out of here before I regret rescuing you. This is getting pretty exciting, huh? I bet it'll give you a lot to write about. Yeah, we'll see. If you're getting mixed up with a hard-nosed gangster, it might be difficult for me to come up with a happy ending. Get in. At least now you got the goods on Tony. Driver, get out of here, fast! What goods? Well, if after I confronted the gangster about murder, he tried to get me out of town, that proves I didn't kill the dude in my hotel room, right? He did. It's definitely stacking up that way. Tony must have killed Michael O'Brien, or had him killed. But why didn't he take him out of the hotel right away? Oh, um... There was a convention at the hotel last night! Tons of people! It was like Comic-Con, but everybody was cosplaying 1940s noir. I guess that explains it. So can you crack the case now? Send Bascari up 
the river to the Who's Gal, where they'll throw the book at him and he'll fry? Maybe. After one last pit stop. What do you mean? We're not going back to the hotel? You'll hate me, I know, but we're going to the police station. You know, the clubhouse where the law might throw you in the clink. Or at least keep you out of trouble for a few hours. No, 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 no. We we gotta go back to the hotel. Trust me, you'll be safer with the police. I know some hashtags that would disagree with you there. Holiday, get over here. So, Lieutenant, did Madison fill you in on Tony Biscari? Oh, she filled me in all right. I spilled the tea, as they say in my century. And she's preferring charges. Good, I think... Against you. Against me? You took me to the police station against my will. That's kidnapping. Unless you're my father trying to pull one of those scared straight lessons on me. Which he regretted when all I got out of it were phone numbers for some hot convicts. Whew, Madison loves her bad boys. What about that thug who was about to put you on a plane? You said he kidnapped you from the hotel. Well, the way Miss Standish tells it, Holiday, he was just a driver from her car service escorting her to the airport. Now wait just a minute, Kling. But now I've decided to stay on a few extra days. Lieutenant, can one of your officers drive me back to my hotel? I don't think I could ride in a cab again after what he did. Of course, Miss Standish. What about Tony Bascari? Kling, listen to me. There really was a dead man in her hotel room. All right, Holiday. I'll bite one last time. If there was a body, then where is it? In a linen closet down the hall. I put it there. Oh? You put it there? Yeah, I put it there. Holiday, you got bats in your belfry. My men searched all the closets on Miss Standish's floor. Now get out of here before I arrest you for annoying a police officer. He's not joking. I have been arrested for that. Hey, Johnson, come here. Yeah, Lieutenant? Take Miss Standish back to her hotel, would you? Those are my bags over there. And remember, you have no grounds to search them. Kling, what about Tony Bascari? Don't worry about it, Holiday. Madison will have Johnson with her to protect her. Yeah, but what about me? Welcome to the Bradford Hotel. How may I help you, sir? I have a question about one of your guests, a Miss Madison Standish. She'd been staying in room 718, but I just came from there and the room is vacant. Then she must have checked out, sir. I need to know for sure. Last I saw her, she was on her way back here with a police escort. Oh my. Well, I certainly would have remembered if I'd seen something like that. Yeah, I suppose you would. What about your housemaids? Have they made any... discoveries on the seventh floor? I don't know what you're asking me, sir. But if you're worried about your wife finding out about you and Miss Standish, I promise you, we are a very discreet hotel. Good to know. Thanks for your help. Of course, sir. Have a pleasant day. What are you worrying about, Holiday? You couldn't wait to get rid of her. Now you can't wait to get her back. Well, your only real course of action is to see if the maids have had a chance to restock the towels on Seven. Let's see if you're still sleeping soundly with the sheets. Oh! Madison! Hey! What happened? Uh, funny story. That Officer Johnson who was supposed to escort me back to the hotel? Yeah, he was knocked unconscious. Uh, socked. Sock it to me? No, that's 60s. (laughs) Groovy. How did you end up in the closet? 
Oh, that hood who took me to the airport hit the copper and then stuffed me in here. Glad you showed up, though. Let's go back to my room. I was up here a few minutes ago. Your room was vacant. Because I was in the closet. Duh. Well, what are you two playing at now? Kling, what are you doing here? I thought you told me there was a body in this linen closet. Yeah, but you didn't believe me. Let me take a look. Well, it's not there now. So, you admit there isn't a body in the closet holiday. Good. At least you don't gotta get your eyes checked. Tony Biscari must have stuck the body in cement and dumped it in the East River. I tried that with my sister's hamster, but the L.A. River is cement, so that didn't work. Tony's in the room. One floor up, Lieutenant. Go talk to him. All right. Just once more, I'll play with you kitties. But I want both of you to stay put in Miss Standish's room till I get back. You reading me? Not without subtitles. Come on, Madison. Great! You can help me on the next chapter of my English to Noir Dictionary. Give me all the words you've got for MILF. Kling's been gone 15 minutes. I wonder what's happening up there. Can't be too exciting. We haven't heard any shooting. Haven't heard any... Right. Haven't heard any gunshots. In that case, how can a man be shot in this room and that shot not be heard? Oh, that's easy. The killer would have used this. Madison, where did you get that gun? Rod. I like that better. It's dirty. Well, put it down until Kling returns. But I was going to show you why the shot wouldn't be heard. Seriously, you should already know this. What do you mean? Hang on. Hotel rooms are notorious for thin walls. Certainly another guest or a maid. Well, by the evidence of that linen closet, I'm not sure any maids are even working on this floor. Okay, so I got this towel, right? Yeah, what about it? I can't believe I have to explain this to you. It's like when I had to teach that jock in home ec how to boil water. No, wait, that was chemistry, and I was teaching him the rainbow flame experiment they did in Breaking Bad. It went... bad. So, the towel? Oh, right. You see, you take the gun like this and wrap the towel around it like this. You're making a silencer. Yeah, now you got it. All right, you've made your point. You can put the gun down now. Don't you want to hear how quiet it is when I shoot it with the towel? No. No, I'm serious, Madison. Put the gun down. Maybe I want to kill you, too, Mr. Holiday. Two? You killed Michael O'Brien? And you're next. You can't be serious. Oh, I am serious. As serious as a myocardial infarction. What? But why? So you'd have something to write about, Mr. Holiday? What? <laughs> we got you, Holiday. Surprise! Surpr- what is going on? Oh, Mr. Holiday, I was feeling so sorry for you having that writer's clock. Block, Susie, it's writer's block. Yeah, that. So I got Lieutenant Kling to help me set up an adventure for you. So that's how Madison knew my name and where to find my office. Yep, I let her in to sleep on the sofa. Wasn't she so good? Aw, thank you. I never thought I'd be able to use what I learned in that Improv 101 class from UCB, but I did everything in the exact opposite of what they taught me, and it really worked. But what about the dead body, Michael O'Brien? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> and in the role of Michael O'Brien was the ever-talented Randall Hayes. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for this honor. I especially want to thank my manager, my director, and my parents for always believing in me. 
So, can I presume Tony Buscari was never upstairs in the room above us? Totes fiction! Although, has anyone checked on Larry? Larry? The hood at the airport. He was supposed to scare you off, that was actually a lollipop in his pocket, and then you were supposed to go back to the hotel. But you went totally off script and knocked him unconscious. Yeah, he uh, won't be making the curtain for a streetcar named Desire tonight. It's too bad. He was a really good Stanley. Susie, may I have a word with you? Sure thing, Mr. Holiday. Come on, cast! Let's head over to Sardi's for a post-opening night celebration. (laughs) Mr. Holiday, Sardi's! We'll catch up. Before I go, I wanted you to have this. An English to Millennial Dictionary? If you don't understand any of the words, you can text me. Text? It's in the book. Susie? You think you're gonna be able to write a story about this adventure, Mr. Holiday? We all worked so hard on it. Yes, Susie, I'll definitely have something to say about this adventure. Box 13 first aired in October of 1947, starring Alan Ladd and was created by Ladd's company, Mayfair Productions. The show ran for two years and made 52 episodes. It is true the show Let George Do It, which starred Bob Bailey, had a very similar premise and actually had premiered one year earlier. However, radio shows at this time didn't always reach across all U.S. markets. Let George Do It was sponsored by Standard Oil of California, so the show only aired on the West Coast. And Box 13 had a limited reach in only a select amount of cities. In any case, both shows are amazing in their own right. And if you missed it, our episode of Let George Do It is episode Hey everybody, it's Madison. Thank you so much for listening. Have you signed up yet for our free e-newsletter? There's a ton of not found anywhere else Madison stuff. Sign up on our website, madisonontheair.com. And also a big thanks to everyone who is helping with our campaign to get Ryan Reynolds on this show. Every day I'm tweeting to at VanCityReynolds Hashtag Ryan on Madison. Help me by retweeting and maybe he'll join us. Hey, weirder things have happened. Okay, announcer dude, roll the credits. Madison on the Air was written and produced by Chrissy Talon Sage with music composition and audio engineering by Jeremy Sage. The role of Madison Standish was played by Chrissy Talon Sage. Dan Holliday was played by David Pinion. Other actors in the cast were Tom O'Connor as Lieutenant Kling, Laura Christine Elliott as Susie, Scott Barry as The Hood, Albert Garnica as the hotel clerk, Jonathan Winstead as the announcer and Officer Johnson, and Jeremy Sage as Randall. <laughs>